Welcome to another week of the Sisterhood Debrief. It's your girl, Alex. Bernie. And your girl, Brittany. And we are going to kick it off with some prayer. So go ahead. Close your eyes. Bow your head. Unless you're driving. <laughs> Clear your heart. <laughs> Lord. Lord, thank you for this just time, this opportunity to come together um, to just honor you. Um, I ask that you just meet us right here where we are. We ask that you meet our listeners exactly where they are. God, just remind them that you love them and that you hear everything that they are saying to you, that they are praying to you, Father. Uh, We just thank you for just grace and mercy in this season. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Listen, heavy, heavy on the grace and mercy. (laughs) Heavy. (laughs) So y'all, y'all know I like this segment. What would you do if you could be the CEO of any company and what company would it be? I would immediately retire. (laughs) What? I'm tired. Like work for what? I'm just like, I mean, do they really work? Well, the I'm, CEO I'm, I'm, of retirement. <laughs> yeah. No, you said, what would you do and what company? I would immediately retire. But it would be the CEO of my company. Like, I want, no, I'm not going to tell y'all because, you know. People be out here still like yours. Hello. I say, I say it. <laughs> Listen, I, I just hide it in my heart. So I do want to be the CEO of my own company, like with several, um, parts underneath and then like but have people that I really trust and mentor and raise up to you know be in charge of various things and I just make decisions so I would want to be I'm a very hands-on person but I would want to be hands-on the things I'm passionate about as opposed to the things that I um, that keep the business afloat if that makes sense so I would take on a more creative or um like final decision type of role which is what a lot of CEOs do anyway Um, I don't know. I don't know what company I'd be CEO for. I mean, other than, I guess myself, I don't know. Um, you could run a magazine. I could totally see you doing that. Oh, wow. I feel like you're just speaking that into my future. I feel like I, I've never <laughs> thought about that before until now, but I was like, she could definitely never run a that. magazine. I have definitely thought about when I married my baseball husband, baseball playing husband, um, that I will <laughs> that I'm gonna start a nonprofit because I need something to do with my time that I won't be working in corporate America. Wow. Oh, in corporate this America. Is like you just gonna this drop everything. Her life's narrative literally <laughs> since I've known her. Since well, maybe unto you, daughter. <laughs> 14 years old. Baseball player, homemaker. The faith why is- baseball player. I don't know. Well, one, they have guaranteed money, unlike many other sports. Yeah. So even if he gets injured, I mean, we still gonna get these millions. Do they so, cheat less? I don't know about all that, girl. I never dated one. That's just not even your concern, huh? I never thought about that because I pray okay. for a faithful men. So well, now, well, the prayers <laughs> of the righteous avail as much. <laughs> they do avail much. Listen. <laughs> So let me get back on topic. I'll be a CEO. If I had to pick a company to be a CEO of right now in this moment, it would definitely be the company I work for for corporate America. Really? I would because they need some help. Um, 
I would be the CEO because they scream diversity, but some of their actions aren't that diverse um, when it comes to leadership. Um, like it's, I'm not gonna go too deep, but yeah, I would be CEO of my own company. I would implement definitely more flexibility in times like this. I just feel like they pretty much, like most companies, care about the bottom line to the point that they're losing their employees. And it's like, at some point, you have to make a decision that I have to care about the people who are making me money mm-hmm. enough so I can keep this bottom line because I can't care about the bottom line too much and I lose my employees because mm-hmm. I'm not going to make the bottom line. Um, so I would just like give more direction in regards to flexibility around like what we're going through in the pandemic because I feel like companies would thrive more if they cared about their employees during this time. I'm with it. You trying to be an advocate. I'm over here thinking about how much money I can make. So (laughs) from being, aside from being the CEO of like my own business for sure, um, because I do have that desire to run like a corporation where my hands are like, my hands are not in it, but my voice is like, in everybody else's situation. Um, I thought about two companies, Ivy Park and whoever or whatever company is over this PS5 thing, because I need my junk to be dropping in one day and disappearing in, in two hours. Like, yeah, ain't nothing to give it all. I'm just saying, like I dropped something and people and it's gone within a less than a 24 hour okay. time period. That's what I need. I need that in my life. People just sitting back racking up coins. But you know, Thinking about that, there's like a whole thing there. You gotta yeah. think about how long PlayStation like long. PlayStation, Sony has been putting out gaming system for for a very long time, mm. like since we were kids. Wasn't always this way. So your time is coming. You gonna drop a hey. clip? That is the word of the day. Like we just skipped straight <laughs> to. Can I preach? To the, thanks, can I thanks, preach? Because like, I ain't got no word today. So thank you. <laughs> No, but that's a whole word, like for real. Like not comparing. I was just um talking about this with somebody, or I was listening to um Prophet Chestnut. Uh, no, what's his name? His fine self, Lord. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, Less no, than he's fine. Prophet. Yeah, I mean, bless it. <laughs> but he was. Oh, Stephen Chestnut. Stephen Chestnut. And he said, "Stop comparing your day one to somebody else's like day 30 Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. you know, and I do that a lot. Um, but we really do have to like just run your race with endurance heavy on the endurance and you know you'll I'm meshing two verses together but the word says that you'll reap a harvest if you faint not I'm with it I'm looking at prophet Stephen Chestnut right now right that's what I'm oh, like please do. <laughs> the brother is fine okay and he knows Jesus you know that just that does it for me right there this me no nah, girl <laughs> on facebook he's not like a he's not like First a of all, alex showing pictures like the people listening gonna be able to see him. <laughs> oh i see it's a ph not a v yeah ph don't be don't be looking him up and if you do make sure you slide him a picture of me and say that god told you that i was his one and he ain't about to be like god ain't tell you that sis <laughs> huh he ain't about to be like god ain't tell you that sis i know he is though he really would like and he would be 100 correct because he's he's a real prophet so <laughs> <laughs> ain't about to embarrass me in these streets. Uh, 
did y'all hear about these current events? Let's go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did y'all hear about Alex Trebek? Um, yeah, he, y'all. Um, it's actually not a laughing moment. I'm just still laughing from the past, the last segment. Sorry. It's y'all. not a laughing moment. We all apologize. Um, so yeah, Alex Trebek um passed away this week. God rest his soul. Y'all like, and if you don't know who he is, he was the um, host for the game show Jeopardy, which has been around since like, what, the 80s? Mm-hmm. Um, and this was especially like touching for me because I um, did, I grew up and I was not allowed to watch TV like at all, except for, especially during the weekdays. So I could watch it on the weekend, but not the week, but on, only on the weekdays I could watch um game shows I had to watch something educational and so I would watch Jeopardy after school and so he was like a part of my childhood and um you know he battled cancer for a long time as well as other illnesses and finally um I believe he he went peacefully so prayers to his family yes um I grew up watching him as well my mom used to uh, my grandmother maternal grandmother used to watch game shows so Mm -hmm loved jeopardy um and he had a long run with them as well so i think that's yeah. something you know again similar to chadwick like working through um mm-hmm. yep. like you're still going people don't really know a lot about what you're dealing with yeah um, and you give so much to the community so that's awesome um did y'all hear about we get a new president hey my president is black, but my VP is black. Black, right. And low key, the whole Congress, the whole house is about to be blue. But um, um, I'm excited. I am excited. There's been a lot of controversy about it. Cause you know, y'all little 45 don't want to concede. He acting like a child. Um, he got all these lawsuits and whatnot happening. Georgia is blue, which is major. They trying to yes. call it Georgia, like J O E Georgia. I think that's a little too far, but it is blue. And so um, I think I was, I think me and Alex were talking about this the other day, how uh, the uh, governor Kemp is having them recount the ballots here. Um, but you know, haters don't hate, and that's fine. But we do have a new. Um, president who will take over office and this uh in January and this is just really um a historical moment because of Kamala Harris of course um but it's also just very relieving for so many people yeah um, so I am with it I'm excited and shout out to every single person who has been marginalized that went to the polls okay yeah okay all right yeah so Speaking of a new president, um, Joe Biden has taken no time getting the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the first things he did was create a, like a COVID task force type situation, um, which is like very important because like, are we on the brink of another shutdown? There's like so many countries around the world who have entered another like four week shutdown as the cases begin to rise, which we knew most likely would happen. Um, as we enter regular flu season, cold and flu season, and the fact that we have been open and people in America have been living like was Corona. Um, I, I see so many people walk around with no mask on. None. Like, sis, sir, I'm gonna need you to wear a mask. Um, so like, are we on the brink of another shutdown? I know like some states like Ohio have been in talks like by the end of like when y'all hear this on Monday, by the end of this 
week, they'll be on another three to four week shutdown. Oh, so they're not waiting until like after the holidays. So people not even gonna be able to travel. Yeah. You know? A lot of people are talking about travel plans. I mean, some, you know, other countries are opening up to America, <laughs> but how long would that happen if we don't like take this virus seriously mm-hmm. as we enter the flu season? Man, and that's that's the thing. Like the flu is the flu, colds, pneumonia, like all this stuff is still regular things that happen around this time. Um, and the I'll talk about this a little bit later, but the hospital I'm at um, currently, uh, for the first time, I like walked through the COVID unit, um, and of course they have them sealed off and everything like that, so I didn't come into contact with anybody. But just seeing um, just the devastation, one woman was just in her room crying. Um, I talked to a family member. And, you know, she was like, I got it. He got the worst of it. And I can't even talk to him because it's, it's hard for him to just talk on the phone. So I don't even know what's going on with him, like outside of updates. So like, it really was a, even though I take it seriously, it was like an even more reality check for me. Cause I haven't, I haven't been that close to it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it's y'all, it's not nothing to play with, man. Like real life, young people are losing their lives. Like people who are middle age are losing their lives. So I don't know. I hope they figure something out soon. Yeah. I'm I'm for another shutdown. <laughs> Mainly because this work from home life, though virtual teaching is not it. Um I have um, I'm continuing to relish in the productivity of this year. So my reasons are a little bit um incorporate some selfish desires, but also um with Chris being on rotations for third year meds, medical school, he's not coming in contact with COVID patients because they keep them away from them. But he's been able to see some of the things um, from working in Grady. And it's a lot, it is a lot. And it is a lot more devastating than people who haven't seen it up close or are realizing. Um, so guys, your due diligence, wear your mask. Georgia, because I feel like for some reason Georgia's not going to go through another um shutdown unless uh president-elect Biden is like governors, you have to do this. Cause I just feel like camp is not. Um I don't think people are gonna do, I don't think they're gonna shut down here. So people continue to do your due diligence and mm-hmm. you know, wear your mask, stay home as much as possible um the holidays can be virtual we've done everything else virtually so if you can do a virtual holiday do a virtual holiday yeah and and i would say this too this came to mind is just because you may know somebody who had covid and it might not be that bad for them they just had to quarantine at home for two weeks Uh for some medicine you don't know how it might impact your body yeah like you don't you have no idea till you have it so don't be like well my friend she was okay she stayed at home or my cousin or so-and-so like you just never know what it may do to you yeah so you don't want to take that risk like it may be deadly for you do you really risk your life differently everybody it impacts everybody differently there's no way doctors can't even tell you how you're going to be versus this it doesn't matter how healthy you've been up until this point none of it matters like it just it doesn't. Yep. You never know. So proceed with caution, my loves. Uh, so our topic for today. You don't sound exhausted. Like we forcing you to talk. I am. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Like when you, when you're, when you're, uh, 
business is in the relationship world yeah (laughs) yeah this is the stuff that you talk about and i i have been following at least this particular person since twin since the end of 2019 i started off defending them i even got a shout out from their wife only for them to just like just ruin it time and time again y'all so the topic of discussion for today is pretty much once a cheater always a cheater Hmm? because john gray let's all do a collective sigh this man right here (laughs) yo yo this is not you can whoever edits the podcast can take this part out but this meme i'm not (laughs) this meme that came out somebody was like john gray cheated again that man will lift up his stomach brain oh yes that and i was like y'all not and i still have a heart for him and his ministry and it's frustrating because that y'all know i don't get with the large ministries um <laughs> i don't get with the large ministries but his is one that i have followed for years so when i saw that my first i was like y'all not about to come for my little virtual pastor <laughs> but then i had <laughs> i laughed so hard girl first of all here's the thing so <clears throat> if you are new, John Gray is um, if you are new. a pastor over Relentless Church in South Carolina. Um, and But he didn't always start off that way. He started off as, I want to say, a Christian comedian. He also started off as an actor. Um, I saw him in like the background of, uh, it might have been a Girlfriends episode. Oh, so he used to act. Um, he was a comedian, mm-hmm. specifically on TBN. And then he ended up moving in. He had a... Um, a uh, uh, reality TV show. Then he moved on to do to pastoring and ministry and all that stuff. Well, he has been in the media for years due to various cheating scandals. Um, and it started off when he launched his book and he was telling people about how his wife Aventure essentially raised him. And I remember feeling like a lot of people kind of got that wrong. And so I wrote a whole blog post on it. It was like a big thing. His wife responded and was like, thank you. Everybody misunderstood. And I was like, yeah, girl, I got you, sis. And then like, not even too long after um, a cheating scandal came out. um, And he just tends to put his foot in his mouth a lot. But anyway, a cheating thing came out that he was cheating. They, They had voice messages. Some time went on and I think like, another time we're all confused this is how 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 bad it is like we don't know if this is the third or the second time he has cheated um everyone's trying to calculate and some people think because of his most recent post about his wife that there may have been a fourth time he cheated we don't know and which is a problem but yes um, it is a problem (laughs) it is a problem but you know when it comes to looking at people like john gray when it comes to um even offset who more collective sign um ti like these these you know these people um who are in the in the media who have cheating scandal after cheating scandal after cheating scandal and then you it kind of begs the question like well if if they've done it once if they've done it twice does that just mean that's who they are Right. And then there's just even more questions, even into like how the church should handle situations when somebody like John Gray, um, you know, has indiscretions such as those. But 
quite, I was about to say quiet as kept, but really loud. Um, him and his wife are on social media, like, you know, Look at it. and doing videos and stuff. So more power to them. Like, if she like it, no. If she love it, I like it. I can't. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I'm gonna be honest. But whatever, whatever works for you, sis. I can't run her household. I don't know what she's okay with. I don't know how how they do what they do. That she uh, she too is uh you know broken a in some form. Oh, a broken. Yeah. I mean, I don't think. But here, that's touchy because like, should we assume people are broken because they make dis- decisions different from us? Like, and I know I'm the I'm the broken queen. Like, I'd be like brokenness and wholeness and blah 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 but I think that somehow it's just I kind of try and look at stuff differently and like who are we to assume she's broken what if she's whole and able to and feels the a responsibility to um you know help him maneuver this particular area of his life I wouldn't do it I think that she might be broken but mm. we can't assume that that's the case well, to speak to that, the area, like maybe she feels called to maneuver, to help him through this area of life, right? How many times does somebody have to burn you before you be like, this may not be my ministry? But this- how many times do we burn Jesus and he still chooses us time and time and again? Baby, <laughs> I am not Jesus. Come on now. Okay. I strive every day. That is the goal, but I am not. And I just think that when it comes to like John Gray, one is this sucks because one, the people who are not Christian, this is what's, this is what, this is how they're going to be looking at Christian men, black Christian men at that. And leadership. And leadership. They're going to be like, y'all find behind a cheater. What make him so different than non-Christians? And I just feel like one is already a hard thing to be a Christian in this world where everybody wants to be air quotes woke um and Christianity is whitewashed and all this stuff so to have that sometimes be like the main point over and over and over again I just feel like it's it's like slightly defeating but um I just I to me once a cheater always a cheater not always some people they you know have poor they make poor decisions i ain't gonna say they fall into it because you make a choice you cheating you make a choice um but maybe you you had a lapse in judgment making poor decisions but when you continue to do it over and over for years that's your character yeah yeah i think when we're thinking about like if we're answering the question once a cheater always a cheater my thought process, if the work, if there's no work being done to mediate the behavior, like the root of the behavior, um, in the form of therapy, um, in the form of maybe taking a step back to re to examine, like where, where, where are you, like where are you falling the most? <laughs> if that, if that is not happening, then I feel like it's a habit that can't be changed. Habits take what twenty one days to develop according to some experts. So if you are out here cheating for years and you never take the time to actually like pause, take a break, figure out what's going on, take a a month or two to develop a new habit, like affirming your wife every day, making sure that you're not doing anything outside of your home that you should not be doing, maybe checking in with your spouse because, you know, 
that's an okay thing. We can normalize checking in with your spouse. There's nothing wrong with that. Just to make sure that you're where you are saying you are going to be, then I don't know what changes could occur. So that's my thoughts on that. Um, so if you're going to cheat and you're not going to do anything to change it, then of course my thought process is you're probably going to do this again and again and again. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I, I just, in my mind, like, where are you meeting these people? Like, and, and girl, desperation that, is not hard to find. I, say, I take that back because sometimes the way that women um, desire people in leadership, especially pastors, is like, it's almost sickening sometimes for mm-hmm. some people. Um, it's almost like a fetish. And that's like slightly weird. Um, but it's like, what do we also have to self-respect for ourselves? I know we're talking about the cheaters, but like everybody involved, I like, I know he's like the one Especially doing it. Especially if you know, like if you know. He's been in the media enough. Like, nah, bro, mm-hmm. I know you're married. First of all, y'all post on social media all the time. Um, and you still choose um, to be with somebody like that. I don't know. I just feel that he needs some heavy accountability um, in my house. I don't care where you're going. You're going to the bathroom. I'm right there. <laughs> but then that begs the question, as a wife who is dealing with a cheating husband, is that something I should have to do? Like, no, I feel like I just rather this. leave than to be following behind you like a little shadow because I, I don't trust you. Let me just go. I'm be honest. I, I would be. Well, let me say this, like, I don't know how she's been able to withstand it this many times. I'm sure there's more times than we know about. By the way, he alleges that he has never slept with anyone. He alleges that it's always been emotional. I don't believe that because one of them, he was trying to to take one of them to Mexico. What was he going to do? They're gonna get I'm not saying that I don't believe he has not had sex with these women. So what I'm saying is I actually believe that he is an emotional cheater. I believe it starts as emotion for him. Whereas a lot of men typically is like, you know, yeah, okay. I'm killing this person. I'm just about to do it. But so yeah. I, I can see some truth to that. There might be a few here. Yeah. I guess, but then that's like for a woman, that's even worse because all we do is spend time trying to get men, trying to get into a man's yeah. emotion. Hello. And you're gonna give it to somebody. Like that's really anyway. But he um he alleges that it, they were never physical and like he really i forgot my train of thought because <laughs> we got on that part i really forgot what i was gonna say oh this is what it was so aventure i don't know how she's been able to withstand that many times because i got cheated on once and i was paranoid paranoid especially in the beginning um <clears throat> i think i was like there were times where he would he would go to work and I would go through his laptop mm. and I would and I was finding stuff by the way like I was still finding things and so it's not like it was it was unwarranted so stuff like that like when you when your trust is broken in that way like everything your your eyesight your perception becomes broken and everything is a thing so for her to withstand it that many times like at this point she I don't even think she has the energy to follow up behind him she's probably just like I'm gonna live my life. I'm gonna take care of my kids. You do whatever, do you boo? Like, and I'll I'll help you save face. I'll help, you know, we'll make the social media. But you know what? I, I take that back. 
because mm-hmm. she does genuinely seem to be connected to him I I can't explain it and it's not for me to understand but they had a whole live where she was like you know like as if <laughs> it happened she had a whole live like you know what it's like to be a pastor's wife mm. and did not address the cheating was just like yeah you know I really learned to invest in my marriage so I don't know what particular brand of the holy ghost that she has not uh, but it is it is alive <laughs> and active in the woman of god because she's just like you her know reward will be greater be you listen her reward her mansion is gonna be the biggest one up there <laughs> I tell you. it's gonna be mother Teresa, then mother aventure because i can't do it but do we think that is also i hate like I don't know this sounds like kind of bad because I hate like feeling like I'm like judging people kind of but do we think that that is healthy though like could she be avoiding addressing the real issue and just keeping faith or you know let me tell you whatever it is I, I definitely think that to some extent she is holding an image together mm-hmm. um I really do but the reality is if I'm going through something I'm not going to be all in the camera. I'm not going to be all in social media, even if I am trying to save face. I think that there's something that she has bought into concerning her life. Um, And and so it allows her to keep a particular narrative. Um, But I do believe that like, if I were Iyanla Van Zandt and they called me into her house, I believe that there is a mountain um, each of brokenness, trauma, and... um, unproductive behaviors and coping mechanisms that exist within that household like together and so yeah I think so but I also think that she believes some of whatever it is she's presenting to the rest of us yeah I agree um I feel like she's taking on the mantle of being like the the his wife very seriously I think it's more spiritual for her than it is like, I'm just going to stick by my man no matter what. I don't think it's that. I think it's a very spiritual journey for her. Um, and I do believe that there, is, there are some underlying experiences that maybe she has had either with him or with someone else um, or, you know, in her uh, upbringing that is pushing her to remain in this space. But again, aside from her in general, like how many times in real life do women stay with people who cheat over and over? But... <laughs> And that is like almost it is that people stay but and they stay for various reasons whether it be like I just love him so much I just can't imagine my life without him or they they they're hoping and praying for one day he'll re- like choose me and only me mm-hmm. or it's the stability of it like I like this lifestyle and if I dip I won't have it uh, yeah because a lot of a lot of women are being kept by their you know cheating spouses so yeah like I mean I just think of Cam Newton real quick um before we wrap this up um Cam Newton his um he's a cheater um and his oh first with them feathers and frou-frou and everything else he got going on oh he has a whole baby with somebody else well she dipped out after the baby she said deuces I'm not doing this with you I know we got a lot of kids Um, alimony (laughs) <laughs> well they weren't married but she is she did apply for child support and she did ask for i believe a reasonable amount it was like seven thousand dollars a month um given that they have four children like she didn't marry a man and gave him four children well i think it was three and then she brought one in i can't That's remember that number 
Right. But mm-hmm. anyways, they lived a certain lifestyle and she said she wants to maintain that lifestyle for her children. You're not about to tell me to put my kids in public school when they've been going to private school. So, but I applaud her for saying I'm not like, yeah, I like living this lifestyle, but sis left and went and got a job. She said, I haven't worked in years, but I'm just not going to stay in a place where I'm continually disrespected. Right. Um, because I can't show up as the best mom for my kids when I'm in this place of mm-hmm. like feeling less than. Um, and plus it's in the public and some of their kids are old enough to kind of watch TV. So I'm sure. And that's my thought process. To, like, what about your kids? What do you do when your kids are really old enough to understand? Like it's one thing right now because nobody who's probably around their age is looking at this and going to see it and, and be able to pick on you while you at school but when you become a teenager or you know as you get into adulthood like that's going to be that's your legacy that's your family's legacy that your daddy was always cheating on your mom and everybody knew it yeah it's not like that. <laughs> he like, you, know, you know grandpa so-and-so or you know so-and-so <laughs> he, you know his wife all the time with a girl down the street <laughs> yeah but to wrap this conversation up once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't think that that has to be the case. I don't think it has to be the case. But I think that many, um, like all of us, when it comes to particular sins, we succumb to what is the easiest. Like sometimes fighting that battle is harder um, because obviously it's not, it's, the cheating is not the, the, the issue. The issue is what causes him to um, stray away from his commitment. And so with that being said, I think, Um, from the lens of a believer, it's necessary for us to always see people in light of the grace of God, in light of the cross, in light of even our own um, frailty, so that way we understand things better um, and don't judge prematurely. However, you know, there are consequences. Um, Sometimes grace is not allowing you to um, continue in the path that you're in by instilling consequences. And so, um, you know, I like I said, I don't think it always has to be the case, but if you don't take a handle on it, like Brittany said, mm-hmm. it can be your legacy. Yep. Facts. That's a good way to wrap this story up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, life update. So let me tell y'all why I wasn't here last podcast. She quit, y'all. <laughs> Been her to come back, y'all. Uh, y'all, so I'm gonna make it quick. I accidentally quit my job, right? Stop so, saying that. <laughs> what? I didn't think they would take me serious. I had been telling them Negroes I hated that job for so long, and they finally listened. So, um, it's a long story, but if you really care, you can go to my Facebook page and do hashtag Neeks Single Adventures. And uh, you'll see the video. But um, I quit my job in D.C. because I just couldn't do it. It was terrible. It was a terrible environment. I came home for a week. I ended up getting um, another, well, before I came home, I ended up getting another contract job in um, South Georgia. And so I started that job um, this past week. And it's cool so far. I mean, you know, ain't nothing to complain about at this point. But Y'all, it's, that's not even the point. The point is that I really have come to the place where I am actively working to get out of the nine to five hustle. 
because mm-hmm. I can not it is it drains the life out of me um I would much rather like I'm, I'm not I can't even lie like no cap I spend more time at work doing stuff for my business than I probably do my actual job <laughs> like I'm always gonna get my work done but I'm going to be on my phone 99% of the time because there are other things I'm answering questions I'm you know uh, heading up a team, I'm, you know, doing these various things, I'm planning an event. So with that being said, I really went through a, a moment with God where I was like, you know, where I quit and I was like, well, Lord, what now? And I had peace. Like I genuinely had peace. Of course, I wanted to make sure that I was going to have money coming in and stuff like that, but I was prepared to do what it took. But I got to a place where I kind of let, um, I don't know, the, traditional ideas of what it means to make money and to be successful take over and then so I ended up getting a job but which I don't think was an unwise decision but I feel like I genuinely believe that had I taken the leap that God would have been faithful to catch me um and and I could be a full-time entrepreneur right now but I didn't feel like I had enough in the bank I didn't feel like I had enough um, going on to continue to help me um, maintain a particular lifestyle, which I also had gotten convicted of that, do you want to, like, what's more important to you, maintaining a lifestyle and being miserable while doing it, or having a life that is manageable, but you get to do what you're passionate and love to do every day? And it's hard. It sounds like there's an easy answer, but there really isn't, you know? Like, as somebody who has grown up um, poor and homeless, after I got my degree, I definitely, um, I, it was almost, I didn't vow, but, but for the most part, like everything that I've done um, since I was 17 has been about never living the life that my mom gave me. And that's not a shot to her. She did her best, but um, I wanted to make sure that I would never have to rely on anybody ever again. And so um, I have reached a point where I make pretty decent money, but I'm not happy. And the only thing that wakes me up in the morning is money. And I don't think that that's a way to live. So um, I am, y'all pray for me. I'm working on coming out of this particular life uh, style and I just, I'm, I'm hustling y'all. So if you don't hear from me, it's cause I'm trying to get out of the rat race. <laughs> That's my life update. I'm not that was good for me. Number one, me though. I can't give up. <laughs> but but Alex, and it's I'm not so trying hard. to put on blast, but we have had this conversation time and time and again. It's so hard, y'all. I've said the same <laughs> thing. I don't think I I don't think I'll ever give up an actual my actual nine to five. I'm even like I've had conversations with my boss this year about like as I finish up my um marriage and family therapy degree and become licensed. I want to move into it. Actually, don't even have to be licensed to be honest to move into a counseling position at my in my district. Um, so I get it. I mean, it's hard to like give up that type of security. Yeah, it it definitely is hard, especially when you have a mortgage and stuff like that. But I have I some financial goals, huh? Ain't trying to pay taxes, bruh. <laughs> and help me, please. That's the one. 
but I'm tell- nope. like I-, I can't even lie to you I can't even lie to you I I'd rather have no insurance I, that's oh. how much I hate what I do. Oh God, no! And that's I can't give up health insurance, bro. Like, what? What I'm about to do? You know, they be trying to take. You know, Obamacare barely was making it as it was. Right. So we got Biden back now, so we might be straight. It's called Biden Care. No, affordable oh. health care. He definitely called it Biden Care on one of them. Uh, <laughs> on one of those debates. He want to be Obama so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I get it, and I wish you the best in all of those endeavors. You know, wait till January, y'all. I'm gonna be rich. Watch <laughs> climate, climate. Hurry, <laughs> believe it, see it. <laughs> I got to. I don't have an option. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Well, can I preach? No, because Vernique and Alex have all preached throughout this whole. <laughs> it's the no for me at this point <laughs> no, I cannot no um i actually i have a word um it's low-key a recycled word but i needed it today <laughs> amen um, i'll be watching so for anybody who follows me on facebook which is probably not a lot of people because i don't be accepting random friend, friend requests um but i do a series called thirsty thursday which i've kind of been inconsistent with um in the last few weeks but this is why um my last thirsty thursday was on revelations 12 and it's about the woman in the wilderness who is like pregnant with this child and there's this evil dragon (laughs) it sounds like a fairy tale um who is trying to basically take her child um and i talked about how you know the child represents for most people whatever purpose God has for you but that's not the part I want to talk about if you want to see the whole thing you can definitely go to my Facebook page and hashtag and search hashtag thirsty Thursday because it's probably the last one that I did um but the part that really resonates with me is how God after God basically saved the child the woman was kept in the wilderness So this is really significant for me because most people don't equate wilderness with being killed. They equate wilderness with being like stressed out, downtrodden, going through so much. I'm just making it. But in reality, a wilderness can be a a place of safety. And when you find yourself there, how you respond to that environment says a lot about your level of faith in God. Because a lot of times God is the one who allows us to be carried into the wilderness. And a lot of times we don't even realize that it's because he's trying to keep us from something and likely trying to prepare us for something else. Um, Literally around this woman, the dragon is trying to get her child. There's a war happening in heaven and God sends her into the wilderness and surrounds her by angels. And she's there for years, years, y'all, not a few days, not a few weeks. And it just made me think about like, what if we were to find, rest in our wilderness what if we were to find safety contemplation um just things that are more positively driven than those things that are negatively driven what if we were to settle in our wilderness and understand that god has us here for a reason for a season for a purpose for a plan and once we come out we will there will maybe have been some refinement or maybe we're in the same space, but maybe those attacks are not there anymore. Those things that are trying to um, keep us from actually moving forward. We might just be in a sedentary place so that once we are released, 
and God has completed, has won the battle on our behalf, we can then come out and move on because that's essentially what happened with this woman. Um, when she came out of the wilderness, she was able to be kept, her and her children, the evils, the de uh, the dragon and all the evil um, entities associated with that were not able to harm her because she allowed God to keep her in his safe space and did not utilize the wilderness to be a place of complaint or uh, uh, faithlessness or anything like that. So real short, real simple, real sweet, find contemplation, find safety, find um, peace, happiness, joy, whatever that positive thing is that you need to find in your wilderness. And that's dead on that. That's real good. Because so mm -hmm. many times we look at wilderness like we only equate it to like the Israelites, like, oh, we're trying to get to a promised land and we got lost. Mm -hmm. But I remember the first time I heard that story. Um, actually, we went to Sarah Jake's mm -hmm. um, Wild and Woman in the Wild, whatever it was called. Um, and I was like, dang, yeah, like wilderness can definitely be a place of keeping you from yeah. everything else in the world. Yeah. That reminds me of, I want to say Isaiah 46. I can't remember. Y'all not remember exactly where stuff is, but it's in Isaiah. <laughs> and it talks about, um, you know, when God says, I'm doing a new thing. Will you not be aware of it? I'll, I'll raise up um, a river in the desert and springs. What is it? Springs in the desert and river in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it just reminds you, like, even in the wilderness, beautiful things can be there. Like God, like it's, it's there that we probably notice God the most because we're not distracted um, because there's not as many things to look for. And then he becomes our source. So the wilderness can actually be an amazing place. Desert seasons can be amazing because it's then that we really learn um, the provision of God, the goodness of God um, and all of his, his character. So thank you for sharing that, Britt. Well, we thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Sisterhood Debrief, where we discuss all things sisterly, godly, and ratchet. Y'all know I'm righteous and ratchet. See? Don't judge me. Like oh. our page, share our posts, please follow us, and leave a review. We love y'all. Love y'all. Mm -hmm.